Imagine a magnificent life where you can master anything you want to, where time is not a barrier. Struggles and challenges you face can be overcome. You can create ultimate control and access higher potential that brings joy and fulfillment in your life. To achieve this, we must first empty our mind to be open for new possibilities before we can launch into infinite heights. In the words of Zen master Shinryo Suzuki, in the beginner's mind, there are many possibilities, but in the expert's mind, there are few. Join me, the maestro Vincent Chang, as we uncover the secrets to going from zero to infinity. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode. Today, it's episode number 10. Can you believe this journey? 10 episodes. And win after win, I want to really share with you how excited I am today because I'm holding in my hand, finally, my book is out. We have it right here. It's a beautiful cover gone through many, many edits and changes and processing with, I want to thank everyone on my team. You know, they've been monumental and essential in, in getting this book out. And here you, you could say it's a reference guide for everything that we're doing. All of these concepts, heal the source, living your best life, your ultimate potential, stepping into freedom and joy and fulfillment and overcoming a lot of the blocks and challenges that we've been, you know, faced with. And especially, you know, it's coming up really in the forefront in our faces and through this pandemic experience that all of a sudden we went through loss and changes, drastic change, you know, lack. And so today we're going to begin a series and each week each podcast episode starting now will be a chapter of the book and so that you get a sense of how these applications these concepts that i live with every day i live this is my way of life and it has got me here and has continued to grow and expand and enjoy uh, by constantly applying because you know it's not this you know, read the book and then you're all set or take this program and then you're done. You know, it's like you get a cold and you go to the doctor. Um, bad analogy because the doctors can't do anything about your cold anyway. But <laughs> you go to the doctor and then they say, okay, your cold's done and then you're fixed. And you'll never get a cold again. It doesn't work that way. Life is not about a one or a zero that you're done or, or finished and then you know, it, we're so focused on the result rather than the process. You know, this, my whole perception and perspective of life has changed because, you know, I grew up, you know, all the conditioning in society, family, everything, school is always about this end result. You know, get that A plus, get this, you know, get the job, finish and be secure, get the house, get married, get a family. Like it's always something, an achievement at the very end versus everything in between. What is happening in between you starting and you getting the result? And what discourages many people 
is they go through this entire process and then don't get the result that they want in the mind, the unconscious mind and what we've been conditioned with is your entire process, everything you've done from beginning to that result did not get you to the result. So that means it was a waste. It doesn't amount to anything. So the loss of the result results in a loss of your entire experience. So think about all of the times you spent hours and hours and hours just to build something and then you don't get it done. Well, do those hours actually get discounted? Do we throw those hours away? Well, we do. That's what we've been told. That's what we've been taught. So imagine you spend 10 hours and not get the result you want. How likely are you to be spend another 10 hours to get another result that you're not going to get? So we're always looking at this experience of life that the, the glasses have empty. You know, we're not going to get there. There's a lack. And so we spend this time investing into it and not getting it. And we're only focused on the result, either one or zero. We get it or we don't. And if we do, great. Let's go again and we get another goal. And for those, you know, interested in taking that deeper program, this 90 day with me, where you go to that zero state, you go to the whole elite, you know, sort of heal the source process that many have gone through. Of course, I'm living it. It's about changing that perspective. You know, yes, you will get those massive results, but we have to first completely deconstruct and come to the surface of this lack state of, well, uh, I don't know, I doubt, I can, I won't, I, you know, this won't work. And all of these excuses based on you either get the result or you don't. And if you don't get the result, your mind tells you that you're wasting your time and don't try. So it's it's an endless cycle that perpetuates into negativity versus the win experience, this win journey, the win journal. That's what I do every day. That's what I've been talking about. You celebrate a win. The win is the process. You are winning if you're living versus I am lost. I am lack. I am nothing. I'm unproductive. I'm inadequate because I haven't achieved this. So then your mind tells you you're a loser. I'm a loser all day long until I get this. Well, when you get that, then you're a loser until you get the next thing and the next thing. But we don't acknowledge how we define ourselves unconsciously. So let's be honest. Let's be truthful. Let's be present. That's this whole system. That's heal the source. If we cannot be fully honest and truthful of what we are, where we are now, whether it be, I feel like I'm a loser. I feel like I'm upset. I feel angry. I, I'm so afraid of life. I'm afraid of failure. I'm afraid of success. You know, I'm tired. I'm exhausted, but I'm also grateful. I'm also this and, Really writing it down gets you to this place of I'm acknowledging it. And even better is why, you know, the heal the source process is you work with someone, you work with me, you express and acknowledge to someone so that it's heard and it's understood. That feeling in itself gives you a validation that yes, it is something you are something versus you are nothing. You are no. Don't bother talking about it. Don't bother trying. And the first chapter of the book is saying yes to you. And you might think, 
oh, saying yes to me. Okay, say yes to the jelly donut. Say yes to, you know, drinking all day. Say yes to, you know, spending all my money. Say yes to, you know, go on this thing. No, that's that's really not a yes. That's a yes on the surface. I'm talking about a yes that is deeply entrenched in your being. So saying yes to drinking all day is actually saying no to your present experience of why are you drinking all day? Well, I'm sure there's something underneath that you're probably avoiding by drinking all day. Now, I certainly have gone through that. And is it really saying yes to me when I'm putting liters and ounces of poison into my body that my my liver is not able to process and then I'm completely numb to my reality and can't even relate to people and I become a different person. I do and say things I regret. Is that saying yes to me? Is that really the yes of love and acceptance and joy? No, it's actually suffering. It's pain. I get it. You know, having a a glass of wine with with your meal, having a celebration, you know, sort of thing. It's a cultural norm that we're all, it's the whole world. Yes, occasionally that's great that you can can enjoy that. But no, I'm talking about this yes to constantly and it becomes chronic, it becomes a habit. Look at all of the, I'm not just saying about drinking, it could be anything. No, anything that our mind has a motivation of lack and as a result of doing it means you're saying no to you with something. No to acknowledging the real depth of pain you're really going through. No to acknowledging that I don't know how to get through today, so I'm just going to go the other way and numb it and completely deny it you know, so that I don't feel it until it comes back and then I do it again. So this saying yes to you really is about saying yes to the present experience. And I'm talking about, I'll bring in, you know, I spent the last month on a, an awesome trip, awesome experience, driving across the country, doing a whole cleanse, doing fast and engaging and connecting with family, friends, definitely, of course, with my partner, reaching new depths and heights, and also with people that I've sort of people who are still at home, you know, my either clients or my team who are, you know, managing the company as I go, preparation for the retreat. How do I balance all of this? So without me saying yes to me, which is taking this trip. Now, I will give you the a thousand no's that might come up for you as well when you want to say yes to you. So the statement of yes, uh, it, the question or the, or, or the need, really, my body was drained. It was exhausted. My mind was just frantic, just up to a limit. And my spirit was like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing everything for, for everyone and helping, but I, I just feel not myself. I feel like I'm 
you know, just getting by. That state of being means I need to say, what is, what is, what do I need to say yes to? All my body needs rest. My mind needs rejuvenation. My emotional soul and my spirit needs an experience of disconnect, connecting with nature. This feeling of being in the mountains or the ocean, which I go every year, traveling, embarking in something completely different from your everyday routine of home and the energy around here, the people and the need, the responsibilities, that does something. So I said yes to that because that yes gets me to where I'm right now speaking to you. My body, so it's been like 47 days now. I haven't had a drink. You know, I'm talking, you know what a drink is. And, and I've been doing this cleanse and you know, being absolutely mindful of my body. I'm so energized, inspired. My voice is stronger. My body is strong. And, you know, before I wanted to do a million things, but I couldn't do a million things. My body was at its limit, my mind, my soul. Now, if I have a million things, well, I did most of it already. You know, it's, it's noon right now. I got up early morning, 6 a.m., and, and did my routine and did the meditation and went to the lake and then had a meeting with my team for the first time after the whole month as they, they, they got everything, just expressed my gratitude and inspired. And we set goals for the, the next few. It's September right now. And we're setting it for the, until the end of the year and how to get this book out and saying, you know, how to get more people that, that we can help and achieve their highest potential by going deep and, and committing to, that saying yes, you know, do you want more for yourself? Of course you do. Everybody does. But guess how many no's that come up as a result? So taking this trip honors the deep sense of yes, of rejuvenation. I can, now I can do a thousand more things and uh, I'm able to connect with people, the energy and, and I have so much more capacity to enjoy myself and feel fulfilled. But the no's were, hey, if you take this trip, you might, you can't afford it because, uh, you've invested so much. You don't have enough money or you're not working. So you're not getting income and you don't have this. And what if this happens? And what if that happens? What if the, the car breaks down or like all of these what ifs, these excuses are no's. So your unconscious mind, when it comes up with a whole new idea that you're not used to, which is saying a deep loving and accepting yes to you. This loving and accepting yes takes time and take practice. So talk to me, you know, email, like, you know, connect with me, DM me. And like everyone who's worked with me knows what this yes is, but we have to face all of those no's and how, what a habit it is. It is a way of life that we say no to ourselves. And I call this self-rejection. We don't know what that is until our emotions tell us. But how aware are we of our emotions? That's telling us that we have a need. 
And usually it's frustration. Yes, I even faced a lot of that during my trip out west, you know, engage in new ways, you know, sitting in the car with my partner all day long. <laughs> you know, you think that's the only way of being, you know, like, how do I deal with, she's telling me how to drive or not do this and do that and do slow down. And then I get frustrated and I'm feeling, <laughs> oh, you know, get, I get mad. And instead of the honoring why I'm mad, what's, what's happening with me? Oh, it's a deeper need that I feel like I'm being told what to do. So I have no c control over my competency. If someone's telling me how to do it, that means, am I doing it right? Am I doing it well? I'm not. And so it comes back to all that source, you know, childhood experiences growing up. Like if someone's telling you that you're doing wrong, what is that? Oh, I'm feeling shame now. I'm feeling. And so what is the yes here? So the no would be deny my experience of that and then say no to the other and say, don't tell me what to do. And then we have no, 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 and it's all lack, lack, lack. We don't get to the yes. The yes in, well, you know, my, my, the new psychologist I'm working with, you know, awesome. And he, he says that it's taking the appropriate adult risk. That means what is the yes here? The yes is wanting to express and communicate my deep feeling of where I am right now. So that would be, Hey, I understand you want to tell me this, but what's coming up for me is I'm feeling like I'm incompetent. Like I can't do this well. And I'm feeling a sense of failure. I'm feeling a sense of shame. And it's not that you're saying that, but that's what I feel as a result because of the repeated experience and impact of what I've got growing up. Whether it be not to any fault of them, that, you know, that's what they know, whether it be family, whether it be teachers, whether it be friends, be anyone. Think about it. The word in chapter one, the word that you should, well, I just said it, that you want to be aware of is should. The moment you say, I should, you should do this, you've placed a lack onto either yourself or someone else. Now, you're not aware of that. What if I say this to you? And notice the reaction. Hey, you don't look so good. You should be working out more. Boom. You feel that. You should. You should. And you might say, I should. Yeah, I should be working. And But there's this uh, feeling that slaps you and hits you in the gut. That's a no statement. What it's saying no to is you should be here. You should be healthier. You should look better. You should be more energetic. You should be smarter. You should be more financially stable. You should, which is out there somewhere else. And Eckhart Tolle says, suffering is wanting to be there when you're actually here. And so you're in conflict. So right now, that should statement puts you in a conflict where if you're not there, what does it mean to be here? 
So let's deconstruct the mindset and the emotional experience when someone says should, or even yourself. If I'm not there, that means where I'm here at is not good enough, right? That's the experience. We don't use a should statement in terms of a loving, accepting, and encouraging way. In fact, when you hear the word should, it propels you to want to deny and avoid your current state and you want to get there as soon as possible. But then you don't because it's discouraging. Like I should be working out. Then you want to get to work out. And then the underlying motivation is another lack. I should be working out because I feel like I'm ugly. I feel lethargic. I feel tired. I feel fat. I feel all of these things that are just deprecating on yourself. So it's a negative self-talk, which is more self-rejection. If I say I should and I go to work out, I'm acknowledging my current state of depression and frustration and sort of negative view about myself. So why would I want to acknowledge that? So let's avoid it. Let's not do it. And well, let's feel good. Let's just Drink myself away so I don't feel these emotions. No, that should statement tells you there's a lack and we'll get into more of that, the lack and the have, which is going to be a constant. You know, if, if there's anything, once you know what your lack and your have, that's the base concept here. But it's not about denying the lack. That's what the should statement is. It's about love, giving yourself a new experience around the lack. So here, six-year-old me or eight-year-old me, you know, you should study more. You, know, you should eat, sleep earlier. You should drink more water. And I'm like, okay, that should statement now if I'm acknowledging it is, you know what? You're telling me I'm not good enough. I'm incompetent. I, I feel incompetent anyway because I have no, you know, knowledge about how to do it right. And you're telling me I should be. So I'm, that means I'm doing it wrong. I have a sense of shame. I feel alone. I feel rejected with a should statement by someone I respect. So I believe. So the belief statement underneath the should is I am not good enough. And when I don't feel good enough, I feel wrong. When I feel wrong, I feel shame. And here we have the source fear that I describe and I get to it maybe later on when we talk about mastering fear, but the source fear is non-existence. I fear not to exist, but that could be psychological. That could be physical. It could be emotional. It could be spiritual. That non-existence comes in so strong with shame because I don't exist in you because you have rejected who I am, what I am, everything about me by saying I am wrong. Or it's not saying that you're wrong. The should statement triggers a belief that I feel I am not good enough. I feel I am wrong. So the one thing, if you want to catch yourself and be aware for you know this today is catch yourself. How often are you saying should to yourself, to someone else? And when you say should, you are saying no. You are saying no to someone else. You're saying no to yourself. Means, no, I do not accept you as you are right now. You should be this. 
How do we reverse that? Well, we have to take care of the part of us that feels rejected, that feels shame. That's the part we need to accept. So whether or not you feel fat and ugly and, you know, not smart, dumb, all of these things, and you say, I should be smarter, I should study more, I should read more books, I should go to the gym, I should eat healthy. No, that's a constant perpetuation of a no and a lack. You're still saying no to you. You're saying no to you right now. But then someone said, oh, so I should accept the fact that I am ugly? Well, think about that attitude. That's still a no. That is being mean to yourself. Now, if your child, if your best friend, really a loving friend, is feeling like they're ugly or they're fat or they're dumb, you wouldn't say, yeah, you are. Great. No, that's, no. You would, what does it mean to truly accept them and love them for who they are rather than what they look like or even what they feel? So it goes deeper than the surface acknowledgement of, you know, fat, ugly, dumb, negative. That's true, unconditional love. And, but we can't go there unless we've experienced ourselves. And that's why working with someone. You know? And that's what I help and because I've been guided to and I've done for myself and constantly apply and still have to. I had to do it yesterday. You know, I was exhausted, you know. Yes. Amazing things I've done. A lot of growth, learning hosting a whole retreat, setting it all up and, and taking it down and being with everyone and you know being a host and it's a lot of work. And yesterday I felt completely drained. So what did I do? Well, my no was saying, hey, you still have to make sure you get things ready for your meeting the, to the next morning. And, and you have to pick this up, you have to do that, you have to feed, you have to cook, you have to make sure, should, should, should. Meanwhile, the yes is, how would you love yourself in that state? Well, I remember that. Oh, I am tired, I'm acknowledging it, present. I'm honest. I feel lack because I need to achieve when I can't. I feel limitation, shame, acceptance. Okay, so perhaps... I see myself as a little child. So I honor that. Well, what do you need? Well, I need rest. I need time to just be. I need solitude. Oh, but you have to take this and call this and do that. No. I need this. So truly saying yes to me means honoring that and actually taking the action to give myself that. So I did that. You know, I did things for myself. I took a, a walk and I played. You know, I went and played a game I like and decided to actually not cook. Even though in the back of my mind it says, you shouldn't buy this type of food. You shouldn't do that. You should, you know, get back to your cleanse. And no, but if I did that, I would have to spend another hour or two to use more energy, which I was already at my limit. 
So what can I do? I want to say yes to my body and I am not doing a chronic unhealthy junk binge. Not at all. So it's knowing how to say that yes. And by doing so, I woke up today absolutely feeling awesome. And again, more yeses are going to come up today. Bring more enjoyment, bring more fun and freedom in your life. Because when I feel free and joyful, well, how do you think I'm going to be working with someone? You know, being, you know, whether it be with my company, with the, my team members, or in my relationship with my partner, or with my clients. Now, if I'm feeling drained and tired and stressed and frustrated, well, how much help do you think they're going to get? No, I'm, I'm only going to focus on that. And because I said yes. Yes, I do want to be my best self. What does that mean? Well, it means being honest, even though it's hard to be. And so I encourage you to look at aspects of your life where you know, how often are you saying no to yourself? And this will get to the application a little bit later too, but it's changing the word should. Like I catch myself now. I hardly ever use it. And when I do, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to change it to would like. Instead of I should work out, no, I want to work out. You feel the difference? The emotional state completely changes from a restrictive lack, shame state to a freedom and honoring and accepting and encouraging way of being. I want to be my, I want to feel healthy versus I should stop drinking. It's just something bad about me. And if we look at ourselves that way, well, then how you do anything is everything. I'm going to look at everything bad. I'm looking at my people around me, you know, badly versus no, I want to be my healthiest self. It gives me better motivation. Actually, it totally changes. And here I am. I am healthy. I'm feeling strong. I'm feeling energized because I'm choosing to be. I would like to. So going on a fast doesn't feel like suffering. It's all in your mind. Restricting yourself from sugars. Oh, it's bad. And, no, it's the mindset. I want health means health. What does that mean? Is it restrictive? No. Health means freedom, joy, ease, lightness. So I choose. People are thinking, you know, oh my gosh, it's difficult five day fast and nothing to eat. And well, it is difficult maybe when you first started, but is it? Your mind tells you what's difficult or easy. It's all your choice. Oh, but it's so difficult still, even though you can say it's easy, but it's still, no, but that's what you think. What if I say it, it's easy to do a fast? Well, I'm going to stick to that. It's easy to be in hunger all day. It's how I look at it. I can say whatever I want. I can feel whatever I want. But we won't know what we're feeling unless we choose to be open to that present. So in the beginning, you might feel all of these things. Tired, exhausted, resentful, like discouraged. That's how I've been able to do that and help others too. And this is, it doesn't 
you know, you can't flip a switch that easily. It's a process. It's an ongoing, repeated catch, aware, acknowledge, and then accept. Uh, the best, I remember first doing this fast with the uh, Jiho, you know, in Japan, the monk, uh, and I'm like, oh yeah, it was brutal. It was intense. You could say it was difficult back then, but in that mindset, you know, we don't think about difficult or easy. We just do it. And what helped to do it better was, oh, I'm hungry, I'm lightheaded, I'm dizzy, and all of these things. And, and he said, learn to enjoy hunger. And that changed everything for me. You know, enjoy. Just be in that state of enjoyment. Is it suffering? It's only what I choose. Like, once I can move into choice with it, I can do whatever I want. I can choose however I want to experience it. It's only because I believe hunger is suffering then I choose to feel that as a result of the hunger. For sure. We all do. I'm hungry. I, but in this choice space, I choose to be in a fast. Like, why? Well, as a result, I actually feel a hundred times stronger, more alert. But do I have to go through suffering? Is it suffering? Perhaps. You know, a whole new experience. We can talk all day on this. But once I change it and I choose to enjoy the hunger and then it became easy that changed everything for me so you know continuing this process you will move you know, working with someone you will get these moments but you won't if you don't even try or you're stuck to a mindset that you don't ever want to change even though you want something better how many people have come to me and wanting change and wanting something better but they won't do anything to change. It's hilarious, really. But that's the way it goes. You know, you're not wanting to change unless you're forced to change. And think about how many people change as a result of the pandemic because they were forced to change, including myself. But if we can master this state of change, now anything's possible. You're always going to be open. You can be constantly shifting. It's over. It's fine. So. Saying yes to you, chapter one, it's so deep. Love to hear your comments. And you can go now, get your copy. Uh, links are below. The Kindle version is out. And you want to order that hard copy book, I'll sign it for you too. It's a beautiful cover. And healthesource.com. You want to get a little bit first. There's three free chapters that you can read and uh, stay tuned next time it's going to be chapter two and chapter two what is chapter two is go from a lack state to a half state well this is the essence of everything isn't it all right thank you so much for listening and for your support and since without you this would mean nothing so thank you for being you and let's continue on this journey to help all of us, you know, help the world go from zero to infinity by honoring who we really are and becoming fully who we are. So.
So until next time, enjoy yourselves. You've begun this incredible journey to infinite mastery. To reach infinity, you must first get to zero. Be open to learn so that you can become a master in whatever you desire. Infinity is possible when you master and leverage time to your advantage. Subscribe to the Zero to Infinity podcast with maestro Vincent Chang to gain ultimate control and realize higher potential. Visit my website at vincentchang.ca and healthesource.com to learn more about creating success and balance in your life so you can master anything. Thank you.